0: Hello, everybody. I'm your boss, Sarah the Sheep, and Updog is your Bow Wow. Say hi, Updog. Hi, Hi, Updog. Welcome to Bow Wow, a show where we haven't figured out what we're doing yet. Uh, We're probably going to be talking about furry stuff or just whatever in general. We haven't really decided yet. I kind of decided this entire thing last minute, actually, but people asked for it, so you got it. Mr. Tallycat is here with us. We have a special guest. It's our first episode. We got a big, big, famous special guest already. We're doing so good, Mr. Tallycat. Uh, can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves and your uh, and, and your pronouns?
1: My name's Tally, like the lion cat, like the animal. My pronouns are he, him, and I. I draw furries for money.
0: Oh well, did you do a little more than that. I think you, I, I think you do a lot more oh, than just selling.
1: I, I, I also work at Publix.
0: Okay, well you do more than that too. Mis- <laughs> Mr. Tallycat is trying to stay humble. Mr. Tallycat is uh, actually runs the uh, community and uh, open species Tevas. Well, if you're listening to this, you might have already seen it on my uh, on my YouTube, but Tevas are a open species created by Mr. Tallycat and uh, you started doing that when? At like 16, 14? How old were you when you started?
1: Um, okay, I made up the idea when I was like 10, but they didn't even have a name or anything, and then I made them an actual species when I was 12. Um, Wow. I don't know, I, I, I just joined the fandom.
0: Seven years ago. <laughs> you're you're, yeah. you're 19, right? So yeah, seven years ago. Mhm. Wow, that's crazy. I can't even remember what I was doing seven years ago.
2: Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I can't even remember what I was doing yesterday. <laughs>
0: When did it first like start getting out of hand for you? Like, when was the moment you were like, "Okay, this is a this is not just a species anymore. This is like a community. This is something I have to manage."
1: Um. Okay. So they were always kind of like a small, fun little community. Like the biggest hub of it was a little group chat on Amino. That was it. Um. And I kind of just casually messed with them. And then early 2020, the moment that I call the Tiba Renaissance, I. Hardcore went into them and I said, okay, I'm doing this, seriously, um, and I'm gonna make a community for this, I'm gonna make this a thing, I'm gonna pour everything I have into them, and it was kind of that moment that the community started to explode, because every single day I made a free adopt at least one, I made a bunch of bases, I made anatomy guides that were actually functional, and then... They really started to spike um just about 6 months ago because Pikari Ru featured them on her TikTok and then they spiked ah, okay. again with a YouTube video.
0: With with my YouTube video or a YouTube video? Yeah. Oh, okay. I uh, I was going to say actually I thought most of the viewership for that video came from your community because uh,
1: Oh, I can mention new members. We're almost at uh, 1k in the Discord now. Oh, nice.
0: Uh so I don't know where those viewers came from then because I thought they all came from you.
1: Um, the initial ones did, and then I think, because a bunch of my people came over, the algorithm just said, Oh, yeah. people like, it. we'll show it to the furries.
0: I, yeah, that was that was the same thing that happened with Wicker Beasts, is like, it, it stayed like, it, that was like my first species video, and that stayed at like, 1,000 views for like, no wait, it, it stayed at like 200 views for a solid month, and then the algorithm just picked it up. It was around the time that uh, Simple Nick did the video about the, uh, the Anthrocon Big Boob Horse. And it got picked up, yeah, Yeah. Twitter was like oh someone's posting furry stuff, let's put this at the end of it, and then just swarms, like thousands in a day, and it's like, it's now my most viewed video, it's got like 11,000 views right now, which isn't that much, I've, I made a Dark Souls video a while back that was like uh, half a million, but like, I mean it's a lot for furry stuff.
1: Yeah. For sure. Pretty nuts. (laughs)
0: where was i you you mentioned like yeah, you were talking about your community and how it kind of like uh it, it, it did, did it really like surprise you did it really come from nowhere that your uh, community started to get at you because i was talking with uh lily rye lily ra from uh the creator of vernets and they said that they were just completely blindsided from it that it just like came out of nowhere and i think uh The creator of Wicker Beasts, not the current owner, the creator, said that they were also completely blindsided by it, which is also why they kind of, which is in part why they kind of abandoned the species or gave it over to Pine Warden, because it came out of absolutely nowhere. Were you, like, really surprised by that, or were you ready?
1: Um, because I made these when I was an egotistical, awful little 12-year-old just joining the Adopts community in the fandom, and ever since i was like all right this is my species i have made them they are i'm i have decided here and now that i'm this is going to be a thing people are going to know about these people are going to enjoy them i'm going to meet furries and be like oh yeah tebas. i've heard of those and then it um it's actually happening now and that's kind yeah. of like whoa wait, what
0: i get pe- i get people in my community that still ask me to do more stuff on tibas and it's like i've kind of Done everything. Like that was a that was a supposed to be an exhaustive video. That was supposed to cover <laughs> as much as possible. But now people are just like, bring Tallycat on more. If if you can't talk about Tibas anymore, bring Tallycat back on.
1: Well, here I am.
0: Yeah, here um, you are.
1: <laughs> species soon, because people already want updates. People are always at like, oh, add this, oh, add that, and I've already added a new main type. Um, and now I've got to redo the whole PDF.
0: Well, if you if you run out of ideas, you can always like look at the amp waves one. They have like ten different variants, so like you can just do the same. You can just do the ones that everybody does. You got your you got your regular one. You got your earth one, water, wind, flying, all that junk. Just go with the Pokemon types if you run out of ideas.
1: (laughs) That's actually something I've always been very much. I'm I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the wing variant. (laughs) There's one people with wings, but that's a long story. Um, not doing the aquatic variant. It's all gonna be, like, actual mutations mammals have and, like, working off of that stuff because I'm a zoology nerd.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the, uh, winged ones, it always makes me think of, like... The the Lion King, the Lion King Phantom is like the like immediately after like people started doing their own like custom lions or sparkle dogs and stuff like that. It would always be (laughs) wings would be immediately the next thing that they would do that they would do to uh, set themselves apart from the other uh, role players. Is it would always be wings.
1: (laughs) Actually, I I have a good friend whose original species base is winged lions. Shout out to she they're cool. Um, But they're they're more than that. But they're neat. But yeah, one has wings and that's because I was like 13 and this really cool artist came along and was like, Yo dude, I'll do you a bunch of anatomy guides for free. And I was like, dude, that's sick. Pick a rule, you can break it. And <laughs> they chose that they would have wings.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I'm doing a, a species of my own. It's just, I'm, I'm really slow about it because I've got this whole like YouTube thing I'm doing. And YouTube is definitely the the thing that I'm focusing on first. Because I'm actually making money doing it, even if it is very little. So, i rather put my time into something that's actually, you know, paying me back for it. So, I'm not really doing all that much with my species, but, like, n- knowing as much about, like, the species as I do, you probably, there's lots of people that know more, obviously, but, like, people, like, come to me for this kind of thing, and it's, like, no, there's, I'm definitely not as knowledgeable about it as someone like, uh, you or someone else who actually participated in that community, like, in the early days when that community was still new. So, it's, like, it's, real it's, like, even with all the stuff that I have, it's still really hard to avoid going for the, you know, the Pokemon subtyping.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. God, that reminds me. I used to, just like a year ago, I was doing adopts, and I kept doing, like, wolves and tigers and stuff, and I tried to do TIBAs, But, you know, they weren't really the thing, so I was focusing on what was going to make me money, and now people are like, Wolf, where, I don't, where's the Tebas? I posted a basket that only had one Teba, and people were like, no, where's the Tebas? <laughs> so now that's, like, all I do.
0: A little bit of current advance, I guess. We can just talk about how tw- how Twitter's been, like, uh, muskified, but I think everyone's pretty much <laughs> tired of that. Um, yeah. I moved over to Mastodon as a backup. I've got a Tumblr as a backup. Uh, I used to do, uh, I used to write as a game journalist for a couple of, uh, as freelance for a couple of uh, gaming outlets. And so I-, I write, and I actually like writing quite a bit. I especially creative writing, so it's nice to have Tumblr as a backup where I don't have this character limit. But at the same time, it's really, like really hard to not fall back into the habits of wanting to use Twitter, where there's like more exposure and stuff like that. But yeah, it's uh, it's gotten pretty bad. Uh, like, have you heard that uh, you have to have blue if you want your tweets seen?
2: I think that was like it was a concept. Debunked. Yeah, like something about. It's not, you need it to have your tweets seen, it's more, the algorithm will push those ones more. You could still see other people's tweets, it's just, the check marks are more prominent, or something.
0: Yeah, uh, Musk was uh, interviewed, and he said uh, that blue tweets would be promoted, while regular tweets would either be staying the same, or they would be put lower in the algorithm, so you would have to browse longer to find them. And... Most people already hate how the home feed is already uh, set up, because it it essentially takes trending stuff and puts things she, it thinks you care about in front of you. Whereas a lot of people prefer the latest timeline, where they're seeing things as they're happening. As long as it doesn't mess with the algorithm of like how the latest is handled, I don't think it'll be that big of an issue. But the idea that uh, this uh, platform that he's uh, pushing as a free speech platform is suppressing speech through pay. Yeah, so yeah, that not a whole lot going on there. Like people are Everyone has already said there are a million things on it I made a video about it and I decided not to post it because it's just uh It's 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 stuff all anything anyone talks about right now. So yeah, Uh so we're not gonna spend long on it here We're actually done with it now on to the next thing um, <laughs> We actually have a topic for this one. I wasn't originally going to have a topic, I didn't know what the topic was going to be, and then uh, I started watching a YouTube video uh, about why people don't like adopts, and I was like, oh, this sounds like a really good idea for something to talk about on the podcast, because it's not something that I alone could make a very good video out of. It wouldn't be a very long video, it would mostly be me taking this person's video and going, no, 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 you're wrong uh, sometimes you have a point, but no, you're wrong. And I don't think that would be a very good video. <laughs> so, uh, I think it would, uh, so I thought like, yeah, we can use the podcast to talk about things that I don't think would make a good enough video on its own because y'all have stuff you have to say on the, on the subject too. Cause, uh, uh, Tally was already like discussed about how, uh, Tally does adopts and Updog is an artist and I do art, but I don't consider myself an artist because I don't do it enough to say that it's a thing that I do. I have made a couple of adopts and sold them, but... Yeah, Yeah, uh, the videos that I've seen, they're almost always overwhelmingly negative. I guess it's not enough for people to just say, I don't buy it, they have to make you not want to buy it.
2: I guess I don't get, because it's like, it's not your money, why do you Exactly.
0: Yeah. And if you're supporting artists, who cares? Yeah.
2: yeah. I was just going to say, I think it boils down to uh, not treating artists as, like, a valuable job. Like, yeah. Like, some... seeing it as, like, some kind of, like, child thing instead of, you know, an actual thing that can bring in money.
0: Which is, uh, yeah, that's that's in part of it. I'd say that's the, the idea of the general populace, the general people, the, the non-artist types who think that. As it's always the people who don't f- do art who think that art isn't as valuable. It's it's the same way with people on YouTube, is they don't take YouTube seriously and it, it's... Well, I guess filming is an art too, so I guess that's really not a surprise either, but... The videos I, were watching, uh, I was watching, a couple of them, were actually uh, by an artist. Who said that they don't like them, so... So, uh, yeah. But I wrote down essentially every complaint that uh, I could find on these videos and we're gonna go over them. We're gonna go over them and then I also put in some good, good stuff on my own too. What are Adopts? Adopts are a art that people draw of a character usually or an animal that are then sold and sometimes they're made on a template, sometimes they're made in large batches off of one template And then in other cases, they're uh, more unique. They're more individual where the line art is original as well as the uh, art itself. Uh, Anything to add on that?
2: Uh, No, you pretty much got it.
0: Okay. Do y'all buy adopts at all? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, you do. No. (laughs) No? You don't buy adopts at all?
1: I don't really buy adopts or commissions, actually. Oh.
0: Well, I guess when you're good at art, you, you can always make your own, right?
1: Yeah, no, I just have this mentality of like, you want to buy commissions? We got commissions at home. Do it yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good point. That's uh, that's why I got into art actually was because I wanted to make my own <laughs> art assets for my channel, and I didn't want to. I couldn't afford to keep paying someone else to do it, and uh, my YouTube was still not making money at the time. So I was like, okay, so I got to learn how to do this and make it myself.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's the broke artist uh, way like i want this art but i i can't afford t- t- to pay someone to make it for me so i just do it myself
1: <laughs> if i find an artist cheap enough to buy from then they're charging too little because i'm broke so <laughs>
0: for, for real i've got a couple of friends that are way too talented to be uh, to be in my price range so how many how many adopts do you say you you buy up dog
2: <laughs> too many
0: <laughs> just get just give me a yearly estimate
2: uh oh shit i don't know i haven't bought any in a while because i'm a broke bitch (laughs) haha but uh maybe it depends on what my money situation looks like but maybe three or four a year uh
0: i think i bought an adopt once and (laughs) it was uh it was an adopt by uh I think it was Saucy, Saucy McFuzzy art.
2: Mm, yeah.
0: Yeah, Saucy's cool, but uh, Saucy is also one of those artists I said that is like way too talented to be in my price range.
2: Yeah, for sure. they artist. artists. Mwah. Yeah,
0: I got a ref from them that was a hundred dollars. Uh, it was the uh, it was the Noel one, the uh, the white sheep.
2: That was yeah. only a hundred dollars. Yeah, that yes. that's,
0: that's <laughs> I know that's not that much for for the quality. <laughs> But uh,
2: exactly.
0: yeah. The the adopt I bought it was just a uh, it was a little cat, strawberry colored, a uh, little chibi kind of like Animal Crossing art style kind of thing with a little uh, dress on it. I have since lost it. I don't know which device oh, I haven't no. saved on. <laughs> but uh, but I have I have commissioned Saucy for I think about uh, almost two hundred dollars worth of stuff. So I don't feel too bad about it, and I kept the other stuff. But yeah, so I I don't buy a lot of adopts. The only adopt I ever bought, I can't actually find. Why does someone typically buy an adopt?
1: I think there's a few reasons. I think that, you know, straightforward is, whoa, I like this design. Second is, whoa, I really like this artist and I want to have something from them. Or the third one that people think happens a lot more than it actually does is, wow, this person's very popular and I want attention. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there's- there's a few art- there's very few artists that I think that if they made an Adopt, I would buy it for the Star Factor. Uh, and I think I- I- the only, like... No, I actually can't even think of one that I would be, like, really excited and go, like, you know, sell blood to get the, uh, to get the art of. No, yeah, I can't think of a single artist that I would, uh, lose my mind over if they started giving out Adopts. But yeah, I usually uh, I usually get most interested in them because of the uh, because of the design because it's something that I wanted to come up with myself that still looks very cool. I was okay. gonna say, Updog, why do you buy adopts?
2: Oh, um, I just when I see a design I like, I'm like, ooh, that's fun. <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I want that. I want that in my possession because I want to hold it and pet it and just give it smooches on the head. And <laughs> okay. then, you know So, so you just I like draw them for? <laughs> I draw them for like two weeks, maybe a month, and then they go in my folder and they never see the light of day again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you treat it like a new video game.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then I'm like, hmm, I should probably sell this character. I li- I like how this
0: game looks. I'm gonna play it for the weekend, and then three months from now, I'm gonna be like, I'm never gonna have the time to play this. Maybe I should go take it to GameStop.
2: Yeah, it's. I mean, there are certain designs where I'm like, oh, this is fun, and it's pretty cheap. I could probably pay a few bones to get this. And then there are some where it's like, I need this right now. I let me let me just let me go to, let me just go check my bank account check my wallet real quick i i don't follow a
0: lot of adopt artists because i i know that like there's there's a few (laughs) that i really like that i'm gonna see and i'm gonna be like fuck why did i have to be cursed with poor
2: (laughs) uh yeah i i tried not to follow adopt artists because that's exactly it because of like poor money management on my part most of it and the other part of it is uh you know, retail therapy. <laughs> and it's it's that dopamine rush of getting a new shiny thing and then being able to play with it and then that dopamine wears off. As as and for like
0: just... sorry, continue.
2: Oh I was gonna say uh that dopamine wears off and then you're uh you have this character but no motivation to like keep playing being around with it, like, world building, lore, shit like that.
0: Oh yeah, that's another but- thing, another reason people buy adopts is that uh, in the case of, like, Chimerions and stuff like that, people want to buy the adopts to them because they're they're part of an exclusive community where getting these adopts is potentially their only way of being able to participate in this community. Because uh, Chimerion is very, like, they keep, uh, they keep their species very close to their chest, they don't, uh, it's very hard to get one. And, uh, adopts are through the roof for them, like, always in the hundreds. But, yeah, uh, so, like, it's the only way that you can participate in this community is by really having one. You can participate in the community, but you'll always be drawing art for other people's characters rather than drawing art for your character. So, uh, some people like to buy them, I think, because they like to participate in the community, especially the, uh, roleplay aspects. So, yeah, but, uh. As for like the wanting to get it because of like a specific artist that you like and want to support that specific artist i think uh i think i'm much more likely to commission a specific artist than i am to uh buy an adopt from them
2: yeah i'll be honest i don't get the appeal of um specifically getting an adopt because it's from a specific artist it's like that just feels like you oh, don't even want it. Look at me. It. I have, I have this from this artist. Pay attention to me. Yeah, you don't that's like. If I you buy it like.
0: that way, you likely just don't want the adopt at all. You just want the name. You want yeah, the name that's on them. it.
2: You want like, the clout.
0: Like, uh, oh, I don't like Elvis's music, but I would kill someone for an autographed vinyl of him.
1: Like designer bags, yeah. where people spend like four thousand dollars on like a Gucci bag that. Is just solid brown or something?
0: Supreme yeah. brand furries.
2: <laughs> I don't. I on honestly, I don't get it. But at the same time, I don't have to get it because no, it's not no. my money. Yeah. So at at that point, it's like it doesn't have to make I sense mean, you to you, you. As long as it
0: makes sense to the person buying it.
2: Yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna you know sit here and shit on you for buying it. Do you? Okay. Do you, bestie?
0: Should other people buy adopts?
2: Yeah, if they want.
0: Well, yeah, but, uh, I I don't know why I put this question on the uh, on the notes <laughs> saying it's obvious that if you should buy them if you want to, if you like the design, buy it. But uh, okay, so the the big list of problems that I pulled from a couple of uh, YouTube videos, um, I'd quote the specific videos, but they're like three or four years old now, and I don't think these people make videos anymore, so I feel like uh, that would be. Uh, literally beating a dead horse rather than just figuratively. But, uh, yeah, so so some of the problems they had with Adopts is that uh, they think uh, the pricing is an, is an issue, is that, uh, that base edits should sell lower than something that would be considered fresh art. For example, um, Ely Designs. Do you know who Ely Designs is?
2: Uh, no, I don't... I can't say I do. Uh,
0: give it a quick Google.
1: Oh, those are adorable.
0: Yeah, they're super adorable. Um, yeah. And they're all on bases. So they they oh. make they make pixel bases, and then they do the... Uh, they, well, they're all pixel art. But they do bases, and then they make edits on those bases, and then sell the adopts. I don't know if they sell the bases themselves. <gasps> but uh, everything everything is like a base edit but none of it looks mass produced. Even similar ones of the, even ones of the same base, you could put them all next to each other and you could tell that like each one is very unique and different from each other, so.
2: They all look like they have their own personalities instead of just, you know.
0: Yeah, so I think saying that- Wolf, uh, wolf. (laughs) Yeah, so I think saying that a base edit doesn't deserve as much as fresh art is dumb, (laughs) is dumb. But uh, like
1: I understand uh, why fresh art should get more just because more work was put into it, but that doesn't mean we need to put a cap on base art if that makes sense, you know like yeah yeah an awesome design. An awesome design. All
0: right, the uh, other I one oh,
2: sorry. mixed feelings on that a little because like b- yes, no, we shouldn't put a cap on, you know let artists price what they feel is right. There are some where it's like. It's just the same character over and over again, but just different colors. So you mean
0: like reskins?
2: Yeah, and it just feels kind of like soulless, like... Well,
0: Ely is always doing new adopt- uh, new bases for their stuff, and they do a base for each different species. And the two species don't look like, oh, I took- For the Red Panda, I just took a fox and then changed the tail. No, it's like a- it's a complete redraw of the base.
1: Yeah, and so. these designs are like I've seen a lot of adopts. Um on these are super super unique. I've never seen stuff that looks like this before.
0: Yeah, they're they're great. And uh, they're 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 the only adopt artists I follow because it's I just like seeing the art even if I know I can't uh, afford it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh
0: the other the other problem that uh, people have with Adopts is that the they feel that a lot of the times the designs are, are overcomplicated. That they're just too much is going on with them and they're kind of just bleh.
1: See, I think that just boils down to personal preference. Like, I've, I've got yeah. a client and friend who has regularly custom commissioned me for designs and has specifically said, Make it super complex. I really want that. And I like it. It's fun to draw.
0: Yeah, it's it, like, it depends on your needs because like, I- my art is, like, super complicated, like, Proto is, like, there's a lot going on with Proto, there's lots of stars, no one likes drawing star shapes, and there's just a lot going on with her design, there's a lot of only slight variations in the base color, and if I tried to make her into a fursuit, I've tried, I just- there's no- there- I can't find slight variations in fur tone like that for, like, purple, like, a light purple versus a dark purple that are only, like, one tone shift off, so- it really depends on what your it really depends on what your needs for the character are. Like if, if it's complicated and you want to turn this character into a fursuit, don't buy a complicated one.
2: Yeah. yeah or or do, you know, whatever floats your boat. It's <laughs> yeah. going to cost a lot more. Yeah, and you're you know. going to have
0: to you're going to have to airbrush a lot onto it. And if you have to airbrush a lot onto it, you're not going to be able
2: to make, machine wash it. Oh you pr- uh-huh. I was gonna say you probably shouldn't machine wash it anyway, but that's mostly just the head, isn't it? Uh, yeah.
0: That's fair. <laughs> Which is why I don't wanna. That's, that's why I don't wanna turn Proto into a fursuit, because I know I would have to airbrush a lot on it, because of the uh, the speckles and the dots and stuff like that. So I've just given up entirely on making a fursuit for Proto. I've made an entirely different fursona for a uh, fursuit now, but that's not related to Adopts. Uh,. Another complaint people have is toy house being ugly. That doesn't really <laughs> have it- Which doesn't really have anything to do at all with Adopt specifically, it just has to more do with toy house.
2: Yeah, that just feels like a gripe against toy house. It is more yeah. like a, an adopt selling kind of trading kind of website.
0: Have you, uh, have you used a, a toy house?
2: Yes, I have one.
0: Okay, I find it to be an incredible pain to use. I don't think it, it would is. be very good for selling adopts because you had to make a character, you have to make a specific character page,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then put that on, put that art that you just did as a character. Which uh, yep. if it's an adopt, they probably don't have enough going on with them that they need a character file.
2: It's, I use it more like a uh, a gallery for art of the characters I have. But, like, uploading art is a pain in the ass. No matter
0: where you go, really.
2: Uh, which is why I don't use it as much as I should.
0: Yeah, that's but... why so many artists prefer, like, Twitter and stuff like that. Because you just, you, you type some snappy line and then you upload it. Yeah. No categorization, no, uh, no real tagging system, or Tumblr even. Tumblr, you can include tags and stuff like that, and then archive by tags, like because it's a blogging site. But like, for Affinity, I tried using for Affinity for a little while. I every time I've got on for Affinity, I'll upload one picture. I'll look through all the crap that I have to go through, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, I could still do this once a week, and no, I can't. It's there's just too much crap going on with it, and Fur Affinity is such a dated-looking site anyway. It's like perpetually, no matter how many updates they give it, it's like perpetually five years in the past design-wise. But, yeah, uh, and
2: the um, the the spam uh, block thing where you have to wait a certain amount of time between uploading another image, it just makes the whole process much longer. And there needs just, to be like, like a batch system. Yeah
0: and then just like there but every like art page has got you know a bunch of crap to deal with when you come with when it comes with uploading it but toy house yeah i th- i think toy house is a bit of a pain but yeah, again that's not really a gripe against adopts that's a gripe against uh, an image hosting site <laughs> uh another complaint is low effort they feel pumped out uh cookie cutter <laughs> furry <free> nfts <laughs> Again, that's, that's more of a gripe against individual designs, and if you feel like that, maybe just move on to a different person. There's plenty of people who do adopts that are very different from that.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I feel like that's like complaining about plates as a concept, because the paper plates at Walmart suck. Like Yeah. So? Yeah, it's like, at that point, just,
2: just don't use plates, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> eat off the cardboard,
0: eat out of the package, eat off the floor, yeah. you, you, you animal. Did-
2: Eat it right out of the can, you monster.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that is a good point. It is like complaining about plates, but I guess the, the argument to that is, that is that the plates actually serve a function, whereas the art is just art. But, uh... Yeah, of course... Of course, like, they only feel pumped out, and they only feel cookie-cutter and furry NFT stuff like that if you get it from an artist who does batch design. There's plenty of artists that do unique line art. Like, there's a... a I've done a couple of adopts that use uh, unique line art, and that's the only time I do an adopt is when uh, I make fresh line art for it. I mean, bases are getting back into being popular again anyway because of uh, things like VRChat. I think VRChat is going to do a really good job of like normalizing the idea of bases, or at least bringing in t- them into common knowledge or common use again because of, uh, I mean, no one not everyone has 400 to a thousand dollars to spend on a custom model so 50 dollars plus another 50 extra for accessories for a 3d uh base is a lot better so yeah I, I think that complaint will be a lot less prevalent
1: in the future yeah i mean not to mention like there's such a huge skill difference in anatomical line art stuff and then color theory coloring stuff like i know artists who are fantastic at anatomy and they have no idea what color theory is how to use it whatever
0: that's that's and a really good point
1: other, like who rely on a base to get the anatomy right but they can do amazing designs and stuff
0: i and... don't think people understand just how how much skill is involved in art is that it's not just one skill it's a grouping of several skills that you have to learn like art is something you can just totally learn you can learn how to do art you can learn to cook you can learn to do science you just have to be interested in it apply it and be willing to learn it but art has a lot of skills you have to learn there's a lot of different things you're not just doing one thing you were saying you were about to say something
1: oh i was just agreeing with you um it's a huge thing like just like how there's a lot of fursuit makers who can't really draw stuff they'll commission people to draw the refs like it's sometimes you have to rely on other artists to get a full finished product because a lot of people out there expect us to be able to do every facet of it and if you're not you're lazy like I've heard people who make fursuits on pre-made bases uh like fursuit head bases oh you're not a fursuit maker you're lazy artists who use line art no it's no you gotta Thousand skills going on here, and not everybody's got time or energy, or even just the interest. Yeah, why low. would you
0: complain about costs being kept low? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Why would you come? It's,
1: it's giving classism. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, it's got some classism vibes, but yeah, it's like, why? Why would you complain about? I mean, unless the character has a specific look to them that would require a resculpting of the head, even then, I would just say make edits to the base. To a, a, you do that, so do that. Like, look at animals. Like, look at any one <laughs> species. Every single animal in that species looks the damn same. So do, yeah. don't complain that someone's got a head base if they're just making the same kind of animal. Like, if someone's got a base for wolves and they're making nothing but wolf bases out of that, it's fine. It's not like they're using a wolf base to make a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, how do y'all feel about MYOs? Make your own slots.
1: I dabbled in the closed species realms for like two months when I made one out of boredom. Um, and my opinion through all of that experience in these communities, I don't care. Um, if someone says, wow, this is my thing, and you can pay money to have it, and I think, ooh, that thing looks kind of dumb. I won't pay money to have it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I agree. I agree. It's fine. Get your bag. Like, there's lots of... Uh, it's called a turnkey operation. It's where you basically automate the process of selling your product. And make, and MYOs is probably the best way to uh, uh, automate the process of creating new characters in the species while also further growing your species and building the community. And Yeah, get your bag,
1: but... Yeah, exactly. Like, I understand why artists are going to utilize that, because everybody in every business is using as much mass-producing and, like, further technologies to make things easier and more profitable, and artists deserve to do the same.
0: it's super easy now. You can set up a coffee page, and then you can... uh, I actually already already did this, is uh, I set up a coffee page for a MYO certification kind of thing, where it's, like, uh, someone can uh make their own um myconid which is the species uh they can make their own myco and then if they want to give me money they can go to the coffee page pay five dollars and they get this goofy little certificate that i've made that just it looks like it was made in ms paint it's supposed to look crappy and they pay five dollars for it they get the certificate and it's like hey i made this character but i also chose to help the artist. You could do something like that. You could sell the MYO slots through coffee and entirely automate the process. But a lot of people who sell MYO slots don't do that. They sell limited amounts and which I think starts getting into like when you sell limited amounts and do them seasonally like uh, for example I talk about Mochi Raptors so much but Mochi Raptors is like to me it's like Everything that you could see being wrong with a Closed Species is applied to that species. Like, they're the absolute worst example for me. I think a lot of the complaints that people have about Closed Species are pretty much entirely stuff that comes with Mochi Raptors. Uh, They seasonally sell their MYOs. They sell a, a grouping of MYO slots once a month, and they sell about 10 slots, ranging from $5 to, I think it was, $100. I think some people have an issue with it because it creates artificial scarcity for what is effectively a digital and limitless product. There's no reason that it should be limited in any way because it's an unlimited product. There's no reason it should be scarce because it doesn't actually use a resource at all. And then it also abuses uh, FOMO, the fear of missing out by only releasing it at certain seasons and at random, people feel more pressured to buy them because of this limited run sort of thing. And to that, all I really have to say is... Everything. (laughs) Everything's like that. Everything has artificial scarcity. Everything abuses FOMO nowadays. To have an issue with it is really to just have an issue with capitalism in general. So there's... (laughs) Just hate capitalism. There's no reason to hate the species for that, that, uh, the reason they do that is out of necessity from the system that they're trapped in.
2: Yeah. I think one of the reasons I like MYOs is, um, sometimes the creator just puts out, you know, adopts of characters that you can't afford, or you don't like how they look, or you, like, have a specific way you want you know a character you own to look and then you haven't like an opportunity to make your own and you can just i want it to look
0: i will definitely say it's a little weird as someone who isn't involved in these things regularly who wasn't a part of this community until i started making videos on it i will say from an outsider's perspective it is very weird to pay someone else for you to do all the work I think that is a very weird idea.
1: It, it can sound I guess weird from the outside, but I mean think about how it's commonly applied to like you want to make a Star Wars game, you got to pay the Star Wars people just to use their idea because in the end it's their original idea that they made. People's defense of that.
0: It, I've already seen comments on this in the thousands, but like the defense of, the uh, the defense against that is that that the people have this perception for some reason, they I don't know where they get this information from. It's people quoting legal stuff without having any knowledge about legal stuff whatsoever. But a lot of comments I see are saying like you can't copyright a species. You can't own a species.
1: There's who. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's an intellectual property. Like
1: Yeah, like who do you think owns the Night Fury? Like that's a that's a species that is yeah. absolutely copyrighted.
0: And every time I see this, I always respond with, can you show me one court case in the past where a ruling has resulted in that kind of thing, where it sets legal precedence for this being the case? Because if you have no frame of reference whatsoever for, uh, for a previous court case that sets legal precedence for this, then there is no ruling one way or the other in your favor or against your favor that says you can't copyright a species but uh, i'm pretty
1: sure that's been done in the past i think dutch angel dragons are copyrighted or being worked on it
0: yeah uh they're they're copy they're copyrighted i did a video on them recently yeah dutch angel dragons are are copyrighted and i don't know if i don't think you can file a patent on a creative property that is only art i think it has to be some sort of physical inventive property but I I know they have a copyright on it, and I know there's Creative Commons, which Creative Commons would apply to a species. So yeah, if Creative Commons can protect a species, I don't see why law wouldn't protect the idea of a species. It is an intellectual property, the same as music or art. But I think these people who say that kind of thing are likely either art thieves or want to make these species and rip them without having their conscience get in the way they want to excuse it
2: yeah i I see that a lot when people are like i'll just make my own what are you gonna do to stop me it's like well it's kind of shitty yeah
0: and it goes back to you steal from walmart you don't steal from mom and pops
2: yeah yeah like literally taking money away from this artist who probably needs it for bills and taxes
0: and and every time i've seen an myo open it's usually bonus myos are usually open because someone needs to pay for something Yeah. Uh, the or like you know like monthly monthly myos are such a good idea because it's like it's like patreon you're you're guaranteeing that you have that monthly income that you need to keep going we got, um, MYOs are such a big big sub- subject, too, but like, uh, <laughs> uh, next one, uh, clones and style theft. People are worried about cloning and style theft, which also goes into MYOs, so we've already discussed that. Uh, this one is more on the artists, oh we no, this is a, uh, a user side complaint as well. People say that they see people using character generators and then selling the characters made from the character generators.
1: Uh, um, I wouldn't say that's a huge problem, because in most Adopt communities I've been in, those aren't allowed to be sold, and people are pretty against them. Yeah,
0: that's that's what I thought, too, is that, like, the people that make the art for character generators usually don't want you selling them. So, if anything, if you see someone who is using a character generator to sell them, you should probably inquire about the character generator and see if they're even allowed to sell those in the first place. And, yeah. Uh...
2: Character gener- You mean, like, a, uh, an art- v- art- do you remember that, generator?
0: uh, you know, uh, you know Jason Aphex, right? I think everyone knows who Jason Aphex is. Jason Yeah. Yeah. The, uh... I, I don't know how you pronounce his name. It, I don't- I don't like him enough to care. Um, we just call-
2: I just call him the racist lizard.
0: <laughs> racist transphobe lizard.
2: <laughs> yeah, transphobe lizard.
0: Yeah, uh, racist transphobe Blizzard uh, had a character generator that was uh, used a, uh, quite mm. a bit for a while—the uh, Furry Maker or something like that—and you'd, uh, yes. yeah, it used line art and stuff okay. like that, and you design them like a doll program, a dress-up program.
2: Okay, I was I I I was thinking like uh, a generator like they write a little blurb and then you draw out that character. Not oh like a doll yeah, maker okay, kind of thing.
0: No, uh, I think those. Uh, I think those would apply as just like a normal adopt. It's like it's art yeah, prompts,
2: pretty much. Which was I was like very confused. I was like, "Uh, that doesn't sound too bad." So Nah, no, I'm talking I about that, like too, so uh, I don't...
0: Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> character generator,
2: like Pick Crew and stuff. <laughs> yeah, where you can like yeah, like Pick Crew. Like normal. Uh, pit crew adopts. I... Uh, <laughs> it feels uh,
0: and then gummy? <laughs> yeah, it's. I think you have to check if it's okay first before you even think about selling one. Uh, revocable rights is another issue people had, is that some uh, some artists will have revocable rights on characters. And I think I... in that situation, you probably just shouldn't buy the character, rather than yeah, taking issues I... with adopts as a whole.
2: I don't get how they're able to revoke it when I already have all the files. Like, yeah. like you, were you gonna come to my house and delete the files off my computer? What do you mean? I think
0: I think there's some defense to it, in a sense, but if you're the kind of person that is doing things that you have to worry about your design being being revoked, maybe you shouldn't really be in the community at all. Because, uh, the people that usually have revocable rights are people who don't want to sell art to, uh, fascists and supremacists. Mm-hmm. People who say, like, if I catch you, like, tweeting turf shit, I probably going to take the rights away from my art from you which uh it's legal and i've i've seen that in quite a few uh, tos's before and it is legal that revocable rights is a thing for art but i've never seen someone actually have to try and revoke the art
2: yeah that i guess it doesn't make sense to me because if i already have all the files downloaded and Like, unless you're gonna, like, give me a refund, I'm still gonna be like, I still own this character, what do you mean? (laughs) But
0: I assume the problem that they have with revocable rights, is someone who is revoking the rights for stupid reasons, like, uh, you're not representing the species how I want them to be represented, or, uh, I just don't like you, or we had an argument so I'm revoking the rights, I think they're worried about that kind of thing. Uh, which Mm. I don't think happens as often as people would think it does
1: yeah and i would say if anything that's just a problem with power abuse in online circles which i mean that's the same as i don't like you banned from my discord like you're just gonna get dumb kids being dumb kids no matter what circle you're in
0: yeah it's an issue with an individual not the idea itself because there's examples of revocable rights being a good thing like i don't want to sell my idea to someone and then have them use it in a commercial or something uh close i'm
2: getting royalties yeah,
0: exactly, I want royalties. <laughs> Close species are supreme-brand personas. I already said that. Uh... Oh,
2: I was... Uh, I was this is off-topic, I apologize, but, like, y'all see those, uh, supreme-brand... They're, like, supposed to be, like... Oh, shit, what's it called?
0: Are you talking about like, Zvidase?
2: The, like, the fursuits?
0: Yeah, the, uh, the designer-brand yeah. fursuits. The company's yeah. called Zvidase. And, uh, they're very ugly fursuits.
2: They are very ugly. They're very <laughs> angular. <you>. And- yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I have them
0: in my, uh, I have them in my iceberg. They're gonna be in the next episode, but, uh, <laughs> here, uh, search, uh, Z-W-E-I-T-I-S-I-C-H. Zwerde Uh, it's called The Second Self. And you click that, and you can uh, you can see the designer brand for oh. suits.
2: I wonder if anyone actually oh, bought this, them.
1: Oh, I've seen this person's Borzoi before, and then I was like, Wow, a Borzoi. I sure like those. And that was pretty much my thought on that.
0: <laughs> I think the Borzoi is probably the ugliest one.
1: <laughs> I love Borzois. They look that terrible in real life.
0: The sheep is neat, but I don't like the color. But the, uh, the Borzoi looks like someone... Like, the Borzoi was about to run into the house, and they slammed the door shut in front of it, and it... <laughs>
1: <laughs> they just they look more like sculptures than fursuits. Like they look like a fun little art doll kind of thing.
2: Yeah, it this feels like a uh this is it's literally just like
0: a It feels like the kind of thing you'd see in a museum, not on a person.
2: Yeah. They, they took the the saying uh fursuits are an art piece a little too literally and <laughs> just like ran with it and i don't think any of these sold because they did sell ugly. they all they sold did?
0: every oh, last one
2: but they're so ugly i know and they... fair, into, like, but you're owning history I... and weren't they just like the head and the hands
0: yes head and hands and they were 6k oh, that, a piece
2: absolutely... oh i don't like 6K much absolutely the <laughs> fuck not
0: you can get a full fursuit and have money left over
2: <laughs> for yeah, 6K. Exactly. Okay.
0: Uh, Sorry. All right, so Sorry to derail. <laughs> no, no, that was a good subject to talk about. The good bits. They support <laughs> the artist. Obviously, we said that like a thousand times. They support the artist. Anytime you're buying something from an artist, you're ensuring that they get to uh, retain some form of independency. For each art you buy, you're ensuring they work X hours less at a Uh, quote-unquote normal job and you're ensuring that they retain their independence as an artist and you're paying for them to continue being able to make this product or their art in general with the freedom that they want you're giving someone freedom essentially Mm -hmm. when you're paying for their art Uh, they allow an artist to get ideas out of their head that they can still sell while being allowed to make what they want Yeah, uh, that's a problem that I have a lot, and that's why I put this on the list, is because if I have the problem, I'm sure uh, more creative individuals actually have this problem. I get ideas for fursonas all the time. <laughs> yeah. Updog knows my history, I've got 13 different personas, and I change my main fursona at least once a year. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I get the ideas for fursonas a lot. I want them drawn. I don't have the money to draw them all the time. If I was a better artist, I would probably make them and then sell them. So I think, I'm pretty sure more creative individuals probably do that. Do y'all do that?
1: That is actually one of the biggest reasons that I do adoptables. I'll be like, wow, I really want to draw a really cool busty thylacine lady, but (laughs) I definitely am not going to use this and I'd like a hundred dollars. And that is a specific thing that happened to me recently, that's an actual 100 dollars not
0: bad for Big Booba. That
1: <laughs> Yeah, no that's that's uh the, that's the most I've ever sold adopt for. I've made $200 ones now. Um they were full ref sheets and stuff. Like nice. custom made. Hmm. Congratulations. Thank you.
2: Yeah, for me it's just uh oh this would look cool, and then I draw it, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I wonder <laughs> if anyone else would like it.
0: Alright, I, I got that out of my head. It's no longer bugging me. It's like it's yeah. like when you get a song stuck in your head, so you have to listen to the song like 20 times to get it out of your head. Except you get to draw it and then sell it. So it's yeah. like, okay, I got this out of my head. You can have well, it now.
2: Well, sometimes I sell it. Other times I'm like, oh no, I love them. Oh no, I can't leave <laughs> part with them. Oh no. But yeah, it, what have it, I it, done?
0: paying for adoption and stuff like that allows people to draw things that they want to draw without having to dedicate time to, like, make a specific character. Or, like, if they have, like, a regular character they draw, and that, like, that's their main thing. This allows them to draw other characters and still get compensated for it. And it just, it's, uh, you know, allowing them to have more creativity and do more things that they actually want to do. Uh, another good thing is they're very cheap fursona options. A lot of adopts are way cheaper than buying an actual ref sheet.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Like the little cat character I talked about? Only $15. Yeah,
1: I I often discount them, because then it's not, you know, it's not a custom thing. Um, so sometimes if one comes out, I'll just slap a price way cheaper than the commission would be, because I had fun making it. I didn't have to send anybody whips. And it's not custom.
0: The, uh, The Adopt that I sold, uh, I sold for $20. I did a bidding thing on it. No wait, $25. I did a bidding thing on it because uh, when I do more of these species, they're going to get put into a video. So, I wasn't just selling the character, I was selling the character's rights to the person. And by having that character in the video, they get to say, like, that's my character. And they get credited for it. And they get their name set in the video. It's kind of like a Patreon thing, but... With adopts, so when someone bought that adopt they weren't just buying the art they were you know buying the OG I guess for that for that variant of the species but uh, yeah. so sometimes you're getting a lot more than what you actually pay for with adopts but uh, sometimes it's necessary to cut corners not every single piece deserves a full eight hours uh, we talked about that uh, earlier that Yeah, it's okay to cut corners. Artists need to cut corners sometimes. Not everything deserves their 100%.
2: Like, one of my favorite uh, tricks to cut corners is no matter how, like, bad your sketch is, if you render it, people won't notice. Because they'd be like, ooh, that's pretty, look at the lighting.
1: I've been there, um, if I'm not happy with the anatomy or something, uh, pretty lights will distract them. They'll be like, ooh, sparkles! And yeah, pretty no well. one will know.
2: <laughs> the tricks of the trade.
0: <laughs> exactly. No one notices bad anatomy all that much either, like, uh... Yeah. You know that pose that they have some, uh, some furry chicks do where it'll show you the butt and the chest, and they, like, they have their back <laughs> twisted? Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like, damn girl, Are you back broken or what?
0: Flexible.
2: <laughs> Holy shit.
0: She does the exorcist, Do but she does the exorcist, but instead of spinning her head around, she just spins her full torso. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But yeah, uh, not, y- when you go into work, you don't give your full one hundred percent every day. No one does. Artish, artists doing their job is still their job. They should be allowed to, you know, phone it in sometimes if they want to.
1: Yeah, I feel like sometimes in this fandom, artists can be held to a little too high a standard because mm-hmm. we've used a little, like, magic. Like, when people get their fursuit and they'll be like, there's a popped seam, one singular one on this fursuit, it's garbage, and I've been conned. Yeah, or I Or a commission's not done in a week, or, you know.
0: I get similar reactions to like uh, videos. I'll, I'll say that I'm working on a video, and then if it's not out in that month or like the following week, people were like, Where's this video? I was really excited for this video. Why isn't this video out? It's like, how long do you think it takes to make a video? I think it's a problem with art in general is that people, because it's not a traditional job, uh, quote-unquote, it's not a traditional job, that people think that it's not a job at all, that it's not work at all. That just because, yeah. they, just because I love doing something, doesn't mean that it's not actually work to me, that it's not exhausting.
1: Exactly, yeah. I think that's a big, um, there's almost a sense of entitlement from non-artists who are like, oh, well, you enjoy doing it, so you should be doing it perfectly, and for what I can afford.
0: Yeah, and it's an art being so integral to the community, everyone also feels entitled to the art, that because they feel like art is the only way that they're able to uh, participate in the community at all, so they feel entitled to it because it's necessary for their participation in it.
2: Yeah, I... It, and that's not, like, even covering, like, the artists who have, like, chronic pain or, like, just days where they can't bring themselves to do anything that day, and they, like, fall behind even, like, a little on their cues and people go nuts you go mad about it like artists can't have bad days. I There's used to- days where they can't do much of anything so they have to wait until they're you know up to doing and their some work.
0: and sometimes the return that they get on giving their 100% isn't as always as valuable as if they cut the corners and did more. Like I used to do videos every single day. I did not miss a day for like 6 months. And I would put my everything into those videos because I have the free time to do so, but eventually when I started putting in videos where I gave hundred and ten percent more than just my hundred percent get put everything into it went above and beyond learned a lot of new techniques for it and then put it out. It just didn't get received well It would get ignored or just people wouldn't not look at it not watch it or the it's just my 110% isn't rewarded as well as my half assed work. So sometimes people incentivize us to cut corners.
2: Yeah. And, like it, when you do put your one hundred percent into it and it's not as, you know well received as, you know, a simple small shitty doodle you did just for funny. It it kind of it's kind of disheartening. It hurts. Absolutely. It's like, well then why do I even bother putting 100% of my heart into my work?
0: Yeah, and that's why I stop doing videos every single day. <laughs> 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 uh, some big artists are rarely open for commission, so getting an adopt is a good cheap alternative just to say you own something from them. That is... I added that, and we discussed that a little bit about how some people will commission artists just for the sake of their name, but... Uh, it is true that uh, big artists often have uh, characters that they stick to a group of characters that they stick to and make frequently and uh they don't really have the time to do regular commissions so like getting that idea out on paper for this other character and then selling that character like as an adopt so yeah sometimes artists are really busy working on big projects so an adopt is a good alternative for them to get some ideas out Without having to fully invest in them the way that they would for their main cast of characters, that is, for their stuff. Like, uh. I'm trying to name examples, but any example I name is going to involve an NSFW artist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Not Adopts, but, like, your character here is, um, Red Panda or Bewitched Ink on Twitter. Like, she doesn't do. I don't think she does commissions anymore. It's mostly just your character here, is because, like, they sell for a lot, but I bet they take forever because they're so detailed. Yeah, and they're like,
0: they're good proof of concept too.
2: And it's like, I get it because I'll People be. People know honest, what they're I, getting before can, they get it. Yes, and on another side of it taking commissions can be anxiety inducing like trying to get everything perfect for this customer because you know they're paying you for your time and effort and sometimes
0: commissioners y'all are the fucking worst
2: (laughs) sometimes they just
0: (laughs) i've I've seen a lot of tweets and dms and stuff like that i haven't had anyone like i've had one person who was very annoying to deal with and they wanted a new change, like, every time I did something, and I told them at each step, like, this is the only time you're getting a change, this is the approved times so that we have changes, if you want more changes, I'm gonna start needing money back. They got their thing, and then they complained about it at the end, and it's they recently asked me to do another commission, and I'm like, you know, I think I'm busy, I think I'm a little too busy with my <laughs> YouTube channel, I don't think I'm gonna be able to have time to do art for a while. Even though I I had like,
1: (laughs) you have a client that just complains and complains and complains, and then you finish, and they're like, "Okay, when are you gonna be open next?" And it's like, (sighs) you acted like you hated this the whole time. Yeah,
0: that's that's my indicator. If you get people like that, that's my indication that you need to start charging more.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. um, I've see. I think that's another reason why I like the adopts is there is also the mental tax on just. Okay, the paw a little to the left. Where's my whip with the liner? Where's my whip? And it takes so much longer. Commissions take days for me because I have to wait for client responses, adjust properly, deal with the mental taxation of that, and adopt. I will sit down, start to finish, do the mm-hmm. entire thing in one sitting.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and like I'm someone when who I takes draw... a
0: long time to draw. I use a mouse, so like even my simple like little doodles of like just emotes or expressions that I use for uh my emotes for twitch and stuff like that each one of those takes me at least 8-12 hours because i draw with a mouse so it's it's very slow going for me
1: wow
2: i i've recently tried starting drawing with a mouse because my uh uh my my uh art tablet broke like a few months ago and i haven't been able to you know draw anything digitally that's the only thing i've been doing for like years now so i'm like using a mouse and i'm finding it very very annoying (laughs)
0: and it gets painful sometimes too it's just my hand i get like hand cramps and stuff
2: yeah and i'm i'm one of those people who like when i sit down to draw something i hyper focus on it and i want to go from start to finish in one sitting because i know if i don't go from start to finish it'll just stay like a work in progress and i'll never finish it again (laughs) yep
0: yep (laughs) i'm the same way with videos uh yeah i have i have all sorts of shortcuts enabled i have folders i have everything very well organized for my videos but it still takes me between uh well for the iceberg it took me eight hours to write the whole iceberg and then it's taking me i think 14 hours to do all the editing for all the stuff, and then my weekly video, if I'm doing a species video, that usually takes me somewhere between 8 and 16 hours, depending on how long it is. So that's another reason, like, I've been, uh, not doing entire whole 30 minute blocks every time, or trying to be as, uh, all-encompassing in my knowledge on this stuff. I've been cutting it into parts and going like, okay, I'll come back to these later, because y'all usually... They don't usually, people don't usually want 100% of the info. They just want to know the basic idea of what the things are, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's very time-consuming. It's very time-consuming, and yeah. But that's all I have for the show notes, so it's like, uh, again, after discussing all that, should you buy an Adopt? Uh, for me, it really depends. If you're having all these issues with Adopts, maybe don't buy Adopts. Or find different artists, because... These problems that people have with adopts, I feel like they're in the minority of uh, artists that do these things.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's just a loud, childish minority who, you know, oh, buy my base adopt for 500, please. Like, that's not really what's going on.
0: Yeah, it's a, no. it's, it's, yeah. I, th- I think the ones that do them, the uh, mass produced kind of stuff, I think that is mostly just younger people. Like, young, young people that don't, that haven't gotten the practice they, you know. Alright, so yeah. we're going on to the advice section next, which is, uh, we don't have, uh, I don't have that on the show notes, uh, because the, uh, the questions are on my phone itself, so. This first one is, I have advice for, I have a question for UpDog. How did you get to be so handsome and smart and talented oh. and cool and popular? Love? <laughs> Definitely not UpDog.
2: Oh dang! Oh, that's a tough question. Mm. Yeah. You know, see, I was just born this amazing. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. It it just straight out of the straight out of the womb. So
0: you wrote this question and you still weren't prepared to answer it.
2: <laughs> what it said? It clearly said definitely not up dog. I don't oh, know.
0: Right. Right. I forgot about that. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. You know. It's- with how handsome and cool <laughs> Updog is, do you think he'd get to ask this question a lot and would be prepared to answer it?
2: <laughs> you know, <laughs> you would think, but I'm not and it's, it's- it's a shame because I truly am just handsome and popular and cool and amazing,
0: Okay, but yeah. Okay, so here's- here's a question that I thought was really- <laughs> yeah, we're moving on to the next one, you've had enough. Uh, This is a really good question that I saw, and the second came in, I was like, oh, this is going to be a good one. I feel weird for never learning how to ride a bike. How should I even ask someone to teach me as an adult? I think you need to go into a park and find a kid who is learning how to ride a bike from their parent, and you walk up there and you say, wow, you're such a good teacher. I appreciate what you're doing for your kids so much. They're gonna value this experience for a lifetime. Um, you're such a good teacher in fact that I want you to take me on as your apprentice. Could you teach me how to uh, how to ride bikes? And I think I think that is your best chance at success. It'll be the least weird, but still pretty weird.
2: it Will,
0: we? <laughs> Will we be the It'll least be weird? The, you might need to bring your own bike. Because I don't think you're gonna fit <laughs> My on other on kids' bike. <laughs> but I
2: Are you just riding around on their little huffy, ringing the bell, <laughs> as those flying in the wind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think your best bet is just to go ask someone else who's already teaching their kid,
2: or like a friend who's like non-judgmental, who won't give you shit for it, because, like. I learned how to ride a bike when I was little. I learned with help from my mother. But, like, I haven't ridden a bike in years. Probably decades. Well, you so don't I'm forget
0: like, how, because it's a uh, it's a physical skill. Your body remembers it.
2: Right. But you have to tell my body that. Because I tried to <laughs> ride one recently, and I almost fell over, like, five times. What are you, built like a Weevil
0: Wobble? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Apparently. I'm just built different. In the bad way, not the good way. <laughs> it's like, uh. ugh. <laughs> I get like I learned how from my parents. I, I
0: learned, uh, I learned how from my stepdad. And then uh, after that, I just rode bikes all the time. I used to have a mongoose bike with the pegs on it. I can do wheelies and <gasps> stuff. I can. Uh, I used oh, to. Shit. Uh, I used to- my friend had, uh, ramps out back behind his house, and I used to do, uh, jumps off of the ramps and stuff like that. And yeah, uh, I'm- I'm pretty good with a bike. Although, I doubt I could do it now, because it's been at least a decade since I've touched a bike. Do you have any advice, Tally?
1: Um, I'd say if you want to learn to ride a bike, do it the old-fashioned way. Get yourself a bike, find yourself a very tall hill, and start going down it, and by the time you hit the bottom, you'll have figured it out.
0: (laughs) You'll have
2: figured it out, or you'll be dead.
0: (laughs) You'll you'll have figured it out, or you'll be picking gravel out of your ass cheeks. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so, actually, I've changed my mind on my advice here, after hearing this. I don't (laughs) think there is a way that you can seriously ask someone for help without being incredibly embarrassed. I think this is gonna have to be, like, learning how to swim. You're too old to ask now, and it's far too embarrassing. So your best bet is to just stay away from bikes, stay away from the ocean, (laughs) and just hope you don't ever get into a situation where you need to do it to live.
2: (laughs) You need to ride a bike to live.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or just perish, you know? That's that's an option.
2: Yeah, it's just like, get on this bike now or you're gonna die. (laughs) Well... (laughs) (laughs) Have so, you
1: never been bike
2: mugged? <laughs> in, that, in that situation,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. you should actually look at him and you should go... See, I do know how to ride a bike, but... This is a 10 speed. I'm used to riding a 6 speed. Can you come back to me yeah. with, a, with a 6 speed?
2: <laughs> and they're like, no.
0: And you're like, well... <laughs> well... Oh, you, then you turn and run. <laughs> You, you do a big stretch, you go, Oh, man, it's been it's been a hell of a day, but I guess I can do it. And then you go and you lean towards the bike, you pick it up and swing it at him.
2: <laughs> you just pick it up and throw it at him. Then and run.
0: then run. <laughs> Alright, uh, next bit of advice. Uh, well over 20 years of existence and not a single friend to show for it. Not even close. So definitely no relationships either. How does one make a friend? Maybe even a best friend or something crazy like a significant other. Pretty sure it's over for me. Uh. And then they also <laughs> said, "All hail Sarah, all hail Booba Sheep."
2: Oh well.
0: <laughs> so a uh,
2: little cult following.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so
2: well, literal cult of the lamb.
0: <laughs> yeah, literal cults of the lamb. So, like, how do you make friends? Uh, talk to people.
2: Yeah, like literally just the the best advice I' think I've seen is if you want to like befriend someone but you're too scared to like approach them like if they make like a post like interact with their posts like yeah just interact with their posts and them in general you only
0: and... if you're in, if you're an anxious <laughs> person you only have to be brave for a moment and then yeah. it gets easier after that just try to be brave for a moment to just start a conversation be brave and then just keep doing it just keep being brave each time you talk to them and eventually you'll find yourself needing less and less bravery to do it
2: Mm -hmm. and uh, honestly just treat them like people don't don't go up to someone and be like gosh you're you're so cool i'm i'm not cool at all i wish i was as cool as you do you want to be friends that way i could maybe be as cool as you one day that's weirdo shit 20 yeah, years we don't I, I with that.
0: 20 years without friends isn't that long I mean I'm
2: not really I, yeah
0: I, I i started dating uh Mabel uh four just four years ago and I'm 31. and uh yeah you're going to like there's really no other way to do this than just suck it up you're i it's a mean thing to say but You're going to have to make yourself uncomfortable. You're going to have to make yourself vulnerable because if you want real friends, you need someone that you can be vulnerable around. So you have to be willing to put yourself out there regardless of whether or not you think the person's going to reciprocate it. And if they don't reciprocate it, move on and find someone else. But, you know, maybe start with it simple and easy. Find people who like things you like. Like if you like gaming and stuff like that, I think gaming is like one of the easiest ways to make friends. You find uh, people who play a similar game, you join in on playing games with them, and you eventually get comfortable with them and you open up and you start talking and you joke in the game. And then when you feel like you're actually friends, then maybe try talking to them outside of the game. And uh, yeah, there's even people I don't like or I don't think I get along with, I still end up making friends with them over a game. Because, like, uh, it's like work friends. (laughs) Tips for starting a conversation. Uh, When you talk to someone, try giving more than just a hello or a hi. Be prepared with a subject or a topic to talk about. Gaming is a really good option because 15% of the world plays video games. So there's a pretty good chance that you're going to find someone else who plays video games. So, uh... Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, don't just go into someone's DMs and be like, Hi! And that's it. Because that conversation
0: always goes, "Hi, hello, how and then, are you? How are you? Good, good." And then it and just then, ends.
2: Yeah, and then you don't talk ever again.
0: You need like... to, you need to go into the conversation, any conversation really. You need to go into a conversation with a clear goal in mind and focus on achieving that goal. And then know when you won't be able to achieve that goal, and know when to pull out. <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, at first, kind of treat conversations like they're transactional until you get used to having them, and then you can start doing things of, like, just talking. All right. Uh, The next question. Help! (laughs) That was it.
2: That was was it? Um, Yeah. No, perish. (laughs)
0: I'm gonna need a little bit more info.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, sorry, uh, Tally. Tally, do you have any advice for making friends?
1: Um... Joining online circles, and... I've noticed... Get a shitty retail job, and you'll find people to talk shit with. And it goes from there. (laughs) Yeah. Mutual hatred is a great thing to start on.
0: (laughs) 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 Alright, number five. What is your dream fursuit maker, and why? Asked by Angry Bees. Uh, I don't ha- I don't really know a lot of fursuit makers. I actually haven't been interested in getting a fursuit until just recently. So I've only just recently started looking for a uh, fursuit maker. So I don't really have any in mind that I was looking for. And that's why I asked Updog who uh, who made Updog's fursuit. And uh, yeah, so I okay. don't really have a maker in mind. The only maker that I had even considered for a moment Turned out to be a really shitty person, so that made it very oh. easy to not buy it. Yeah, I uh,
2: hate when I, that
0: happened. And I think everyone will know who I'm talking about if I. <laughs> but without actually having to say who it was. But, uh. No.
2: Yeah?
0: Okay, so go ahead and say who you thought it is.
2: Uh, DHC?
0: Oh, you got it! You got it! <laughs> oh, congrats!
2: Yeah, that yeah. one was. Very disappointing. Yeah,
0: I I was, uh, it really sucks when someone with so much talent wastes it all by being a really shitty person.
2: Yeah. Ugh.
0: Okay, so Updog, who's your dream fursuit maker?
2: Uh, I'm gonna be honest, Phoenix Wolf, who's, uh, they're, uh, set here in Minnesota where I am. And I've been following them since I was a wee bab. Back in like, back in like, oh six even. I've been following them, so it's been like a few years.
0: Um, right, or uh, up Beast Cub right now. Oh yeah, yeah, okay.
2: Or um, Beast Cub Creations. They're very good. They make a lot of realistic fursuits that are just. Very oh, cute, actually, very mystical. I
0: do have a dream fursuit maker in mind. I just can't remember their name, but, uh, kimono fursuits have gotten really popular, and I think my catfish, mm-hmm. uh, would look really cute as a, with a kimono design for the, uh, head.
2: Yeah. Well, those are cute, too.
0: I just like the really big glassy eyes. I don't really like, uh, I don't really like the way that, uh, western-style fursuits are, because they're all, like, they're, they're cool, and they look good, I just think I would prefer a kimono-style one because I like the really big eyes, and I think that would just also be really good because it'd be easier to see through it.
2: That's fair. My My, my suit eyes are kind of hard to see out of, and like... I'll be honest, if I wear it for too long and I take it off, I'll get like cross-eyed because my vision's <laughs> all fucked up.
0: <laughs> uh, Tally, uh, who, uh, have you uh, thought about this at all?
1: Um... I mean, not that much, but I do have a list of, like, 50 makers in my phone notes, and I can't narrow it down on who I want to make a kip, and I, like, think about it, like, hours at a time, but... Other than that... Um... Because <laughs> I... Uh, once I get my top surgery, my big thing I want to do is get a full suit of the species mascot for TIBAs because I made a partial, and then I found out that I don't like partialing at all. Um, <laughs> so... The ones I have narrowed down is, um, Wildcat Costumes, Phoenix Nest, and Sheenitude, I love all of them.
2: Yes, Phoenix Nest, that's what it was.
1: Phoenix, Phoenix Nest is so good. Yes, they are.
2: Uh, I I
0: might have to, I might have to have you, I might have to have you send me that list later.
1: Oh, it's, I have a giant list of makers that I enjoy. And, uh, I don't know who I want for him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just don't- I don't know anybody who does fursuits, because, uh, I don't really follow any- I don't watch fursuit- fursuiting content on YouTube, I just don't find it interesting. Uh, I don't
1: enjoy fursuiting content, but I enjoy fursuit-making content, because I do quite a lot of sewing myself. Um,
0: Yeah, I'll watch Mugiwara cosplay- uh, cosplays, but I don't- Yeah!
1: I'll watch Um, other people make them. With a certain, there's a fursuit maker I really enjoy that uh, worked with me to design a partial for her that she's actively making. So I'm very, very excited about that.
2: Ooh, can you say who or is it a hush hush kind of
1: thing? Um, I wasn't told to keep it hush hush, but nothing's been announced yet. But, um, if y'all are aware of Sky High Studios.
0: Nope. I don't, like I said, I I don't know anything about this.
1: I love her work, She's an Australian maker who makes the cutest things, um... I've worked with her a couple times before, she commissioned me for a Tiba once, I've done her some fan arts, and now I've designed her a partial, which I'm very excited to see. Because it always makes me go nuts when my designs turn into suits.
0: Uh, you said Sky High Studios, like, S-K-Y-E? Uh, S-K-Y-E, yes. Okay, uh...
1: Oh, their suits are cute! I know! She's also just, oh, like, a biscuit. super pretty person. Their biscuit one is very adorable with those big
2: old ears, Oh.
0: Oh, I like this bunny- Oh yeah, yeah, that's a- that's a kimono-style suit, so yeah, I'm gonna have to keep that person in mind, then.
1: Oh yeah, she does some really cute kimono stuff, she's been working on it a lot lately. Alright,
0: and the last question. <laughs> My- This has got so many quotation marks, let me count how many this is. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, my seven quote unquote liberal use of the internet is making it hard to watch the new Zootopia Plus show. <laughs> I I think you need to take a break from your uh, from your browser.
2: Uh, you know, it is copaganda, but at the end of the day, it's just a movie about furries. It's okay to just watch it and just turn your brain off for an hour. I th-
0: their problem is, is that because of how much, I'm assuming they mean porn, because of how much porn they oh. look at, they can't enjoy <laughs> Zootopia Plus.
2: Oh, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's a whole uh, other problem.
0: <laughs> I actually don't know how to help with that.
1: Um. Uh, close yeah, Finn, yeah. Close e6. Close. Twitter. Um. Touch some grass. Take a nap. <laughs> and try again.
0: I, I'm not gonna shame you for looking at porn, but like, uh, I think if it's getting into the point that you're not able to watch anything, I think maybe you should uh, I don't know. Try something else for a little bit. Maybe maybe vary up your uh your. Your, your searches, your hit, your interests. Maybe go beyond uh, Zootopia, maybe look at some other stuff for a little bit.
2: Maybe stop being a furry degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. 100% kidding. It's uh, okay if you look at porn. Whatever. Look, at,
0: look at some human stuff for a while. Maybe uh, <sighs> maybe untrain your brain uh, from from the furry stuff for a bit.
1: Yeah, just look at Rob for a weekend, you'll be fine. Yeah, like, it's,
2: I mean, I don't I don't want to be like, you might have a problem if you can't sit and watch.
0: Yeah, if you can't sit and watch an innocent kid's cartoon about it, I think without you might getting, be looking you know, at it too much.
2: Without getting hard, it's, uh, <laughs> it might, it might be time to stop looking at porn for a bit. Yeah. Build up your tolerance a little. You know what, she- if you
0: take a break from it, like, maybe participate in NNN. I don't usually recommend nnn but we're in it so maybe participate in it for the last two weeks here last three weeks uh you know it's like uh it's like untraining your brain from dopamine take a break turn off your phone stuff like that try existing as like just a person for a little bit take a break and then when you get back to it it'll be it'll it'll hit different you know so just take a break for yourself or maybe watch it alone (laughs) <laughs> watch it- watch it alone.
2: <laughs> if you must.
0: You know, fully embrace Uh-oh. it. You know, you've already gone this far. Just fully embrace it. Just, uh, watch yeah. it alone. Dim the Lock lights. The Play some, uh, slow, uh, house jazz. Get the uh, Astro
2: Glide ready. Lotion no, Ast-
0: Astro Glide's terrible. Never use Astro Glide. <laughs> uh, get a box of tissues, a lotion, uh, your watermelon with the hole cut in it. Whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, you know, either take a break or fully embrace it. So I hope that, adv- I hope that advice helps somebody out there.
2: Someone. <laughs>
0: <That> <laughs> all right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Now that was actually all the questions. Um, what? A- that was a good one to end it on. I think my, I think the bicycle one was my favorite still but
2: um i'm gonna be honest the first one was my favorite <laughs>
0: yeah well uh yeah of course, of course. well if mm-hmm. you didn't write it there's only one other person i think of who could have written it and that's probably romu so i'll have to ask romu about it later and see if he wrote it <laughs> thank you everybody for watching including my patrons and tippers people like you make it so i can do stuff like this as well as try new things if you want to help people like vader Son, Romu, Linky, Ceres, Rurum, Roo Mousebard, Kit Chimera, and Blonsk, you can join them by subbing on patreon.com forward slash Sarah's Things by joining YouTube members on YouTube. Or if you're watching this on podcasts, uh, if you're on rss.com, there should be a link to my coffee. Coffee.com forward slash hyphen K O F I dot com forward slash. B A A W O W. Otherwise you can find all of my links and social media on bit.ly forward slash M forward slash Sarah Proto. And Updog, where should they go to find you?
2: Uh you can find me on uh Dying Hole that is Twitter at uh that updog.
0: Is that it? You, I thought you did like streaming and stuff too.
2: Uh no, not anymore.
0: <laughs> not anymore, that was short-lived.
2: It was <laughs> it's it was too much work.
0: Yeah, that that's fine. You can just hang out with me. I'll do all the work and you can, you know.
2: <laughs> that's you can... what I've been doing. <laughs> that's
0: that's what you've been doing. Oh yeah, I forgot to I forgot to tell you, but anyone who uh, donates to the coffee to support the uh to support the podcast, half of it goes to Updog.
2: <gasps> Yay!
0: <laughs> Yay! Don't hold your breath. No one gives me money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tally, where can they find you?
1: Um I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on the Discord, all just Mr. M R, Tally like the line, cat like the animal. Um, I also got like a like a payhip under that name. If people like bases, I got a bunch of free ones.
0: Mr. as in M R T A
2: L L Y C A T. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: sounded so official. It sounds like you're like we actually had you on a real talk show or something. <laughs>
2: Sarah, is this a real talk
0: show? Come on. Oh yeah, it is a real talk show.
2: Get your head in the game.
0: I don't like to consider it a real talk show because I'm funnier than Jimmy Fallon.
2: Anyone is funnier than Jimmy Fallon. He doesn't yeah, make a not- joke. <laughs> he, he, he plays off of other people's jokes.
0: He's that kind of person that laughs at the joke but doesn't get it and then tries to build off the joke but builds off of it in a way that makes the joke worse. This was, uh, I was planning for this to be a minimum of an hour and go to at least an hour and 30 minutes, and, uh, we did that. We did that. That, uh, was a little longer than I was expecting to, it, it to be, so sorry for keeping you here so long, Tally.
1: It's cool. I had my partner take the potato I was making out of the oven, so it didn't light the house on fire.
0: Oh, that's good. <laughs> good. Alright, so we have got a stream to get to, so, uh, you go, you go enjoy your potato.
1: Yeah, you you. that's Oh, have a good night, y'all. You too. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you everybody for watching and I'll see you all later. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.